Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you'll find several speaker feeds with over 400 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Leslie. Grab my water. Hi, everybody. I'm Leslie. I'm a compulsive overeater and a bulimic. I'm your speaker tonight. Um, thank you, Michael, for asking me to share. I come to this meeting every week. I've been here since it started. Um, I'm very grateful for that. And congratulations to the chip people and the birthday people. Um, you know, that just shows that this program works, you know, and it works really, really well. It's worked for me for a long time. And, you know, I, you know, I work down the street, and uh, every Saturday I get off work, and I, you know, I never know when it'll end, but I, I try my hardest to get here on time. But I always have that nice feeling as I'm walking down San Vicente, um, well, first of my week is over, but, um, but I'll come to the meeting, and I've, you know, I'm going to stay abstinent, and then my fiancé picks me up. He gives me 15 minutes to chat, and, uh, and then we have a date, you know? Uh, he knows we talk a lot, you know, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful. You know, I walked down tonight, and the weather's changing, which was nice, and I just felt really, really grateful um, for my life, you know, and if you're new, I want to welcome you to OA and tell you that when I came in, I really had no idea how you were going to help me to stop eating. All I knew is that I was out of answers, and I was ready to kill myself, you know. Um, I... Uh, I'll just tell you a little bit um, about what it was like and what happened and what I'm like now. But I, um, you know, when I was a kid, I was really, really athletic. I'm still pretty athletic. I have to say I'm a pretty good athlete. I think I'm like I can do almost anything I set my mind to. Um, I was a gymnast for a long time. I worked out, you know, six days of the week. I showed horses. I could swim. I could dive. I could... I was very small. I always wanted to either, you know, be a, a jockey or a gymnast, both both professions with major eating disorders, you know. Um, uh, but I, uh, those jockeys, I've seen documentaries on them. They just chew and spit, you know, and, uh, and sit in the sweat box where they make weight. And they're unnaturally, I think their weight is like 105. Um, it's pretty small. Anyway, so... But I was very small, and, but the thing is, too, is that, first of all, I never felt good enough. I always, um, I always, I didn't want to be embarrassed, and I didn't want to do anything wrong, and I quit gymnastics because of that. You know, I just, I, I just was too afraid, you know, and um, I am so grateful that I have learned today, you know, that it really doesn't matter how I feel. It just matters what I do, you know, and that I can always act my way into good thinking. You know, I can never think my way into good actions, and I've only learned that here. Um, but I, I'm, I'm a starter. Like, I start, and I'm strong for a bit, but I'm, I'm a quitter, you know. Like, I just, I really... I don't really want to work hard. I want to get things quickly. Um, throwing up is like getting things quickly, you know. Uh, like, I want to wake up and speak French. I never want to take a French class, you know. And um, I have learned, you know, today to, you know, finish all the things that I, I start, you know. 
My sponsor actually uh, passed away a couple years ago, and um, Marion W., and she had a couple things that she always told us girls, you know, these four things that she loved, and one was to be on time, and two was to keep your commitments, three is to act better than you feel, and four is to treat people with love and kindness, whether they deserve it or not. And that truly is how I try to live my life today, you know, and I've gotten much better at it over time. And that's the good thing is that we all live a day at a time, like I think Andreas and I don't know if somebody said something about that, but it's just one day at a time. You know, I can do something today that would just baffle me to do forever. And um, so, you know, n nobody was really overweight in my family. I just, I remember my mom was always watching like Sunny and Cher, and she was always talking about Cher's, oh, her stomach is so flat, you know. And my mom would have like those weights on her legs, and she'd be doing leg lifts. <laughs> you know, we had like one TV, and, um, and, uh, the thing about me is that I am never quite thin enough. You know, it's kind of like happiness. Like, happiness is just around that next corner, you know. And uh, it's always like waiting to be thinner. And for, for literally for most of my life, I thought if I was thinner, I'd be happier. And one time when I was not that long into OA, I thought, you know what? I'm going to pretend I'm the weight I am today so I can quit waiting to be happy when I'm thin. Because it actually doesn't even work. Um, that's been my, you know, over time I have the, the beauty of hindsight, but the, the thinnest I have ever been were the most miserable times of my life. Like, one was when I had cancer. I was really unhappy and scared. And um, the other one was when I got divorced. And um, I was very thin, and I wasn't trying to be thin, and I was miserable, you know. So, so... I have enough evidence that it doesn't really work, but it's like that old idea that died very hard for me, you know, because happiness is an inside job, you know, that I am happy not when I get anything on the outside, or there's nothing that brings me happiness, you know, that happiness is the byproduct of good living, and I always think that, you know, happiness means that I want what I have, not that I get what I want, but that I want my life, which is really equates to acceptance, you know, which I'm very fond of, you know, that acceptance is the answer to all of our problems and that we'll find no peace until we accept things exactly as they are, you know, that nothing happens in God's world by mistake, which I really do believe very much now and that, um, you know, I can be as happy as I make up my mind to be today. That's the other thing in that just for today little reading thing that I like, that little pamphlet. But anyway, so... So, you know, I was, I was always on a diet, and Vidal Sassoon had this diet book, and I remember we would start the diet in the day, and then I smoked a lot of pot. So by, like, noon, we were totally, like, mo we had ditch school, we were at the beach, we were eating food, and it just never worked. Like, like somebody asked me at work about being on a diet. I'm like, I don't go on a diet. There wasn't even anybody in the program, but I said, if I go on a diet, I'll for sure gain weight. You know, it is like... All I, all I try to do today is just eat clean spiritual food that God might want me to eat. Not that I do that every, every second of the day, but that's kind of the thing that I follow, you know, today. And um, anyway, so, and my brother was a little overweight. My mom was, would, like, pay him to lose weight. You know, there was, like, there was bribery involved, and um, it didn't really work. Um, you know, which, as we know, you know, nobody can make that decision for you, you know, um, doesn't do any good if you nag anybody about their weight, you know. But I, I just always felt fat, and and you know I'll just have a ton of time, so I'll move along. But I, I, um, ended up 
getting sober in 1985. And I can I was 22 years old. I was very thin then because I was doing a ton of crystal meth and dancing with drag queens at a place called The Probe. And um, I didn't really, I didn't eat. You know, I went through a lot of that, that my drinking, I just, I didn't eat, I didn't go to the market. I, I was like, I didn't sleep. I danced a lot. I had tambourine. And um, I liked all that. I smoked a lot. I drank a lot. I just, I don't know, I didn't eat. So when I got sober, um, my eating disorder just reared. It, it had always been there. It had just been sort of, you know, smushed down under other things, which I always find that, you know, you kind of drop one thing and other things pop up, you know, all of a sudden you're a gambler, you know, I'm I'm actually not a gambler, but, you know, um, that's kind of how it seems to go, you know, because I think life, life on life's terms is a little unbearable, right? And so I got sober and then I was at AA meetings and I... I was like mowing down on everything in sight. I couldn't fit in any of my clothes. And then I quit smoking, which is just, that just did me in, you know. And uh, and I started to throw up. And um, I learned how to do it at Clancy's Yard. Some girls were talking about it. They were like the cool girls. And so I started to throw up. And um, it all seemed like so excellent, you know. Like you eat and then you just erase it, you know. And um, it just seemed like a perfect solution to all of it and um, I was going to I had gone back to college and I was at Santa Monica College at that time and I went to school on Tuesdays and Thursdays so every Tuesday and Thursday I felt like crap I I felt stupid and like a loser and so I would go to school and I would come home turn on the TV I would binge all day throw up and then I would brush my teeth and I would go off to my AA meeting you know and um, what ended up happening was uh, first of all Bulimia is not really an effective weight loss loss method, in my opinion, you know, because to be a bulimic, you're totally compulsively overeating as well, you know, and there was a lot of balancing with it. But I ended up, you know, I ended up, my sponsor looked at me one night and said, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I'm fine, you know, and I was not fine. And um, I remember very clearly driving on the 10 freeway towards the tunnel that takes you to PCH, and I thought, well, if I'm going to lie to her, what's the point, you know, because she had helped me thus far. I had been sober maybe a little over a year and maybe a year and a half and um, maybe longer. I'm trying, I can't figure out the timeline, but I, uh, I called her and told her I'm throwing up. And um, she said, I want you to call this woman, Sia. And I called this woman, Sia, uh, and she told me to go to OA. And, you know, I had been a really active, I was a good member of AA. I had really good AA training. I was very involved, which I'm very grateful for. You know, I had a good foundation there, which it doesn't morph over here. You know, that's the thing. And um, which is, you know, why OA works, why AA works, why any of the programs work is that you have to identify you know what I mean? If it's that thing, I have it written in my big book when I was going through the book with my friend David. If I don't buy the problem, I'm never going to buy the solution, you know. And I have to know that you know how I feel. And so when I walked into my first OA meeting, which was in Brentwood, it was a woman's sexuality meeting. It was at somebody's house. And um, I was like, oh, my God, I totally identify. Like, I am just like these girls. Maybe it was an anorexic bulimic meeting or I don't know, but I was like, oh, my God, like, this is who I am, you know, because I have that thing about me, like, um, I was given all the tools to actually live well, um, 
you know, the drinking didn't help with that. But I also it just can, like my friend said, you just pick up the big stick and just beat the hell out of yourself, you know. And and that that chatter in my head was so loud, you know. You're fat. You're gross. You're loot like that. You're stupid. I mean, that stuff is just, you know, it's nonstop. And so I I went to another meeting, and I heard, if you keep coming back, you'll eventually stop throwing up. Just keep coming back. And that I can tell you, if you keep coming back, you will eventually stop whatever you're doing, you know, compulsively eating, throwing up, starving, any of those things. And um, I kept coming back, and I can tell you, I remember throwing up. It was maybe the last time I threw up in my closet, like in a bag, because I'd already blocked up the plumbing one time at my mom's, like it had come up in a flower bed, which is always really repulsive. And But I don't think any of it, we never talked about it. Like it was never discussed. I mean, even my mom, we don't even really talk about it now. And um, uh, I uh, threw up in these bags, like tied them off, had them to, you know, get rid of in the morning. And I, I was like, I can't stop throwing up because I'll lose control, you know. Like, I have I had that sense of, like, I had all these things that I did that gave me that sense that I, I had it under control. Or I had, if, if I stopped doing those things, where would I be? You know, like, I weighed myself every Monday of my life and wrote it in a little square on my calendar, you know. And if, if it was up, I ate because I was going to rejoice. And if it was down, I felt horrible and I ate. So, you know... Uh, it just, it never worked. And so I went to a meeting and um, shared about that. And then it, on Thanksgiving of 1987, I wasn't going to leave my house. I was going to just stay home because I was invited to a party, uh, a big AA Thanksgiving. And I knew there'd be a lot of food. And so I was like, I can't, I can't leave. I, I'm going to just stay home and eat it at home, you know, uh, where I can throw up peacefully. And, uh, in privacy, I think my, my parents were out of town because I don't know why they, they always had a timeshare and I don't know they were always gone Thanksgiving. But um, so I sponsored a girl who was in OA, and we were we decided we would go to this party. I sponsored her in AA, but she was in OA, and so we were going to go together, you know. And that's that's something that about you know. It says in all, all through the big book, it's it's we. There's no I. It's we, you know, collectively, and we went to this party together, and we went in the bathroom, and we got on our knees, and we asked God to help us to just eat one plate of food. We got our one plate of food, we ate our food, we went back in the bathroom, we prayed again, and I never ate another thing that night, and I've never thrown up since that day. So that, like Roy said, is grace. You know, and God's grace is the unmerited favor of God. So it's something that God will give me for absolutely no reason, except I I do pray to God, you know. And God hears all your prayers, no matter where you are. And and the book is very clear about the spiritual part. This is a spiritual program. I do believe it's a program that we find our way to a higher power of our own understanding. It can be anything you want, or you can be an agnostic. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's very loosey-goosey. You know, it says, like, the, the realm of the spirit is very broad and roomy. It's never exclusive, and it's open to all of those who seek. So my job is just to be a seeker, you know. And so from that day forward, I started to seek God's will for me and that I knew that of myself I have do not don't have that power but if I ask God God will give me that that grace a day at a time to do things that are impossible for me to do and um, 
I went to a lot of meetings and I got really active and we were all going to the Monday night bulimic anorexic meeting. It started at like, I swear to God, it started at like 8.45. It was so late. Um, it's very late to me now. But, uh, uh, and we were all crazy. We ate at Cafe Figaro before the meeting and we had those complicated dressing on the side. No, no, like eating with all the bulimic and anorexics was like... <laughs> The waiter must have been like, oh, these girls, you know, and um, and we were all insane. And um, but I stayed abstinent, you know. And I I went to regular meetings. I got commitments at my meetings. Um, I didn't. My abstinence is I don't throw up no matter what. My food at first was all over the place. But you know what? I kind of believe that when you come in, you need an abstinence that you can do, you know, so I could at least start to feel like I was a winner, you know. Uh, sometimes I have people tell me their new abstinence, their abstinence will be, and it is so tight that I don't know how you sustain it over a long period of time, you know, because um, a lot of things happen in life, pregnancy. I mean, there's many things that happen that, you know, you have to be able to work it out. And um, so I didn't throw up no matter what, and I have been able to do that um, this Thanksgiving, or it's November 26th, it'll be 28 years. And um, and I started to, like, I stopped weighing myself, got rid of that square on my calendar, I threw my scale out, you know. The scale for me doesn't work. Oh, I have people that weigh, they weigh once a month, you know, whatever they, they do. It just, it, it doesn't work for me. It just, and I stopped, like, trying on my old jeans. That was always like a, a happy day. You know, I'd, I'd just get lost in my closet for a couple hours, trying on clothes that used to fit me at some, you know, probably when I was 12. But, you know, uh, uh, so just, just little things like that. You know, I learned that, like, nobody starved to death between a meal. You know, I like that one, too. You know, and that, you know, if I fail to plan, I plan to lose. You know, that God, God doesn't do food delivery. You know, like, there is no, if I'm... Are you kidding, Veronica, over there? Um, you know, that I have to plan, like, what I do now, and I do it kind of unconsciously now because I've done it so long, but, you know, I go to the market and I buy food that I can eat. I, and like I said, I, I know things. When I was new, I, I did the red light, yellow light, green light foods. You know, so green light I can eat all the time. They're, they just they work all the time. You know, the yellow sometimes, the red, no way. You know, and there were things in the beginning I could not eat. <laughs> they reminded me very much of throwing up, you know, ice cream, frozen yogurt, no way. You know, that stuff just floats out of you, you know, and, uh, uh, <laughs> right. um, the no. One Thanksgiving, I, it was like my OA birthday, and I was like, oh, it's my OA birthday, and all the AAs were like, how does that all work? And I said, I can tell you, but I don't know if you really want to know, you know, um, uh, and I wasn't even the greatest bulimic. I sponsored a girl who used to throw up like 20 times a day. She could just bend over and throw up, you know. I didn't quite have it that good. You know, it takes a lot of effort. Uh, but, you know, so my, my, my journey in OA has been slow. You know, it works slowly. I, I tend to like things that work very quickly, you know. But if things work quickly, um, I tend to peter out, you know, and, uh, but, but it is, it's a journey. It's a journey, like I said, to me, it's into the realm of the spirit, you know, and, um, and so I have been able to, for a long time now, like I, I learned, to, you know, to 
not to eat in the market, you know, because I thought I had to make amends at all the supermarkets because I thought that the food in the bins is like snack, right? You snack while you shop. And I paid all, I went to like 12 markets in one day when I made my amends and paid them back. And I don't actually eat in the market anymore. And I try not to go to the market when I'm hungry anyway. But um, uh, I, I have just learned a lot of things. Like I, I have a hard time sitting at the table a long time. I'll get up and start washing the dishes. You know, I used to take a walk after dinner, brush my teeth. When you smoke, I used to have a cigarette and that ended the meal. But I need something that puts a period on my meal. Or the thing I find really, truly successful, doesn't matter who I call, I could look at you and go, I just want to commit that I'm done. And just saying it out loud really works. Or I had a lot of little things. We were just talking the other day. Like I'd say, I'm not going to eat that right now. If I want it in an hour, I'll have it. But maybe just for now, I'm not going to eat it. If I want it tomorrow, I'll eat it. And, and somehow all that stuff, those little tricks, you know, because somehow forever sounds really long. And then if I know I can't eat it, it's all I want to eat, you know. So it's just for today. I'm not going to do it, you know. And, and that has worked very well. And I pray a lot before I eat. Or sometimes food comes into my work. I work in a salon. And people somehow love to bring us, like, Krispy Kreme. Or, you know, where all the girls are trying to, you know, look good and, you know, not eat that stuff. But people seem to want to bring it to us. So one time they were near me, and I, I could smell them, actually, from where I was working. And um, I was like, this is, could all go very bad. And so I went into the bathroom. I got on my knees. I said, God, please help me not to eat those donuts. They're not mine, just for today. And I swear to God, I never thought about it again. You know, So I know that stuff works. I just have to ask for the help. And, um, you know, in my life now, you know, all these years later, you know, I've kept coming back. You know, I have a big life. I've had really good times. You know, I've got married. I got pregnant. had a baby. That changed my whole idea about my body. You know, my body's not mine to manipulate and mold the way I want. I'm, I'm more now, after having cancer and all this stuff, very grateful for my body healthy. You know, I'm grateful for, you know, I had cancer in my eye, so I'm very grateful for my vision that I have, even though I don't really have good vision in my one eye. But I'm grateful that I don't have cancer in my liver, you know. I mean, so so I've kind of changed. I, I stand up all day, and I have for a long time cutting hair, and I'm grateful that I can do those things and that I can work out. And so I try to think of my body in a different way, you know, that I know truly that I won't be happier when I lose five pounds or, you know, whatever that, that thing I always had going, that I, I'm going to make a decision to have a good day today. Like that little sign says, life is beautiful right behind me, um, right in front of me. And, um, you know, and through adversity, you know, it's so interesting. Like, I feel very happy and light these days, which not weight light, but lighter. And I went through a stretch of time, you know, where I had I had every bad thing happen to me. I mean, I shouldn't even say that. My sponsor always says, I said, I feel so good. There's no big problem stage because enjoy it. It won't last, you know. Um, but, you know, I... Uh, you know, my dad's girlfriend had Alzheimer's and died, and and my sponsor got sick and had Alzheimer's and died, and um, uh, you know, I got cancer and had to, you know, have a lot of just gross stuff done to my eye, and um, I still go to the doctor all the time. I was just there last week, and I um, learned to focus on the good through all those things. You know, that if we focus on the good, the good will grow. You know, and um, uh, I have health insurance, and I live very close to where my doctor is at Jules Stein at UCLA. And, you know, I can focus on, you know, 
I had a lot of support and good people in my life. And, and my God got so big. You know, there's one quote that I wrote down. I write down when I write a gratitude list every morning. I write down things that I like in my, the readers that I read. And, you know, it says um, pain pushes us or pain and suffering push us towards our our God towards finding like oneness with our creator like nothing else and in time you will see how these times of pain and suffering were really useful and that you can become very grateful for that and I do believe that like pain is the touchstone of all spiritual growth and that I grew in a way that I wouldn't have grown I don't wake up and go, I think I'll grow today. You know, I'm going to do all this work and dig in and, you know, um, but I, 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 I just have such a big God. Like my God is always around, easy to find. It's just like there, you know, and, and I slowed down a lot having cancer because I I couldn't see, so I couldn't really drive, walk. I couldn't, I bump into things and, um, because I couldn't see it all for a while. And um, that, I'm really, really grateful for because I used to always think that you were a, you were a success if you did a lot of stuff, if you checked things off your to-do list, and you were a multitasker, and, and I don't feel that way anymore. Um, I also think that you'll never hear God unless you sit still. You know, that you can pray, and that's the seeking, you know, but if you're going to hear what God has to say back, you've got to sit quietly, and it forced me to sit a lot quieter and listen, you know, and that I am really, truly grateful for. You know, um, and, you know, like, after that, I think my dad got a staph infection and then had a knee replacement that they had to take out, and this whole thing happened with him, and that was awful. My daughter said, why do we go to the hospital all the time for a while? We were either nursing homes or the hospital, and... uh, and but I show up, you know. I don't want to do the people say you're nice. I'm, like, I'm not really nice, but I just I know what I'm supposed to do, you know. And I'll I'll go do it because I do feel good once I've done it, you know. I know that it's the right thing to do, and I've learned to not do the comfortable thing, but do the right thing, you know. And um, and then when my my daughter went to college, which I was so excited, she went up to San Francisco, and then her boyfriend got killed up on Sunset, and. Um, that was just the worst thing ever, you know. Um, and that, it's interesting, because he died 11, 11, 11, so it's coming up on four years next month. And um, I learned, well, then I was really seeking God, and, and trying to understand things that don't make sense, like, and to, to deal with grief, and really, like, cancer, I could be a fighter, I could be funny about it, we laughed about my, you know, seeing eye dog, or, you know, I don't know, there were all sorts of eye jokes around my house, but, but that was like, oh, I don't get that, you know, and I don't know how to make peace with that, but um, I prayed a lot, and um, I kind of got more into, which I was actually at this AA convention, but they were talking about, you know, Bill Wilson and all those guys, and that they were kind of like, they used to call them spookies, like they were actually kind of seeking the realm of the spirit, you know, and um, so I have a whole new understanding about that, and I understand what to do with people when they have that happen to them, because there's nothing you can say that makes any of that any better, you know, except I'll pray for you, and, you know, I'm thinking about you, or, you know, I, I get it now, but... But, but so through all of this, and I'll wrap it up, um, you know, I have, I have I, the biggest thing was I never wanted to start throwing up again. 
I had a brief moment when Max died when I wanted to smoke a cigarette, and I just thought, well, what did I do? I'll have to quit again, you know. And and but I know that that I am never alone, and that I can always find somebody who's had my experience and who can help me through it because it's a we program, you know. And that once the food, the eating has been taken away, it gives me a very big life, which means that stuff happens. Good things, bad things, you know. I got engaged. That was, it's a wonderful thing. I've been with my um, fiance, I hate saying that word, but um, for 12 years and, and we're really, really happy and we have a really, really great relationship that's really peaceful. We're very kind to each other and he doesn't get any of this. He doesn't get the food. He doesn't. I never let him make my plate. He's always like, "Can I make your plate?" I'm like, "No, no, I don't. I don't like it. You know, it freaks me out. And and I like, I don't want. He's like man portions of food, you know. And he's really fit. And you know, but I, I'm grateful for everything that has happened in my life. And I'm grateful that God's got my back, you know, and that um, a day at a time. I don't hate myself, hate my body, and just that chatter in my head is quiet, and I always know that there are good days ahead. I know it without a shadow of a doubt that if I just put one foot in front of the other, this too shall pass, and there are good days ahead, and I will, in the final analysis, I will be okay, you know, and that's the promise, that we will be happy, joyous, and free, and then I can turn around and give this away to other people, which that is what we have to keep doing, is keep this thing alive and keep it going, and that is all of our responsibility. So thank you very much for having me share.